But you're George Lucas, and you were ahead of your time with American Graffiti. You were ahead of your time with Star Wars. Um, have you been ahead of your time since then? Well, you know, I haven't directed a movie since then. I know that. Producing? I don't know. I was sort of ahead of my time with Red Tails. You know, an all-black film. But you, the only person who could have got that made something. Well, I, pay, I paid for it myself. Daniel I paid, Yellow said I, They wouldn't distribute it. They wouldn't mm -hmm. make it. They wouldn't advertise because it. Because of wouldn't. racism or because of what? They just said, the market research says nobody will go to that movie. There you go. Are we ready? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, Alec, you still there? Yep, I'm here. All right, cool. Uh, all right, well, I guess I got to do the intro. Hi, assholes. It's Movie the Podcast. We're back. Uh, we're minus Gogs. Because Goggs has had to go suck Sean's dad's dick. This uh, is our first Gogless episode in... In forever. Yeah. I, you know why? It's funny, I didn't even realize it. It's because Goggs has to, like, host these things now through Gchat or whatever. How are we do this shit? Because he's got the business account or whatever. So, yeah, we have <laughs> had to have Goggs around uh, for over a year now, I guess. So it's been a while. Yeah, I don't think he's missed any since the pandemic started. Yeah, yeah, he, he could have done this today, too, because he's at home. His kid's just sick. So, I mean, he could have done it right now. <laughs> but uh, we're also not that anyone cares. We're actually recording this, like, super early. So we're, we're going to be a lot more spry and energetic than you're used to. Uh, probably not. I take that back. Alec is, Alec is in his car. Alec has adopted. He's going to turn into one of those, like, YouTube guys that, like, complains about, like, uh, CRT in his car for 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I got the beard. I don't have my sunglasses <laughs> on. Yeah, you need those, like, wraparounds. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're here. Get used to it. Uh, so, what did y'all watch? Uh, we didn't have a show last week. I said Sean and I were going to do something, but then I got stuck playing video games, and I didn't feel like doing anything. Also, yeah, didn't, also didn't feel like watching movies. Like, no, I, was, I think I, I, I echo Sean's statement now, or I don't know if I like movies anymore. <laughs> like, it's kind of a chore to watch movies now. Like, I'm always worried I'm just going to hate them, and then it's just like a waste of my fucking time. Like, I, I, I started both Black Widow and The Forever Purge, and I made it through about a minute and a half of both combined, and I was like, eh. Yeah, I like Black Widow. I thought Black Widow was all right. I just um, wasn't in the mood, like I'm just not in the mood to watch movies by myself. It's like yeah, uh, more about that later in my uh, my uh, what did I watch segment? What did y'all watch this week? Uh, did either one of you watch anything? You both have been pretty busy with other other projects. So uh, did, I watched I watched a bunch of stuff, but I'm only going to talk about a few because I had some long ass plane rides. All right, go ahead. Yeah, how long is the plane to fucking Hawaii? Uh, combined, it's like almost 11 hours. God damn. Like, God we flew, damn it. We flew to San Diego and spent the night there and then the rest of the way to Hawaii. Damn. But combined, combined, it was like an 11 hour. If, if it was straight through, it's like an 11 hour flight. Damn, that's a, that's a long time to be up in the air. Whew. Yeah. But I'm just going to talk about some of the movies we watched while flying and some of these I'm going to save for next week. Um, I watched the D three, the Mighty Ducks, the third one. That movie <laughs> sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that, I think. Well, yeah, because I watched D two like a month ago. Yeah, and that movie slaps. 
this movie sucks. Like, I, 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 didn't read, I didn't read anything about it, a lot about it. I don't know if it was a different director who just didn't get what made, like, the first two so fun. Um, but, like, Emilio Estevez is barely in it. It's some other guy as the coach. Uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the first two or how much you remember. I'm sure you've both seen both. Yeah, of course. But, like, in both of the first two movies, like, Joshua Jackson's character, Charlie, he's, like, he's not that good. He just has, like, a lot of heart. Yeah. In this one, he's, like, the team superstar. Oh, shit. And he he can't believe he's getting, like, benched for his attitude because, like, he's, like, the best player on the ice. Isn't, like, the whole point of his character in the first two movies is that, like, he had the best attitude? Yeah, he's, like, the plucky (laughs) underdog with the, like, heart of gold. Yeah, but that's... in this one, he's just like a like it's like I don't think whoever either wrote or directed this watched the first two movies. They were just like, <laughs> ah, yeah, it's a Mighty Ducks, whatever. I got it. Oh, so it's like Star Wars. Yeah, pretty like, much. Be... <laughs> or Red Tail. Oh, we didn't even talk about what we watched this week. We watched Red Tails, everybody. Shit. Oh yeah, Red. Tails. Gogs is much better at doing the intro than I am. Fuck, sorry. Uh, the, well, by it's hard. It's, it's hard to ask yourself those questions because you're like, yeah. Well, what do we, what do we watch this week? TJ? Yeah. Also, also, I think by by virtue of me not even remembering to explain that we watched the movie shows my level of interest <laughs> in that fucking movie. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. So D three uh, was terrible. I like this. I like this. Uh, this. Um, this. Uh, what do you call it? This dynamic of slaps or sucks. By the way, <laughs> I think I think we you really stumbled onto something there. Well, I'll keep going with that then. Yeah, uh, slaps or sucks. I like it. Watched a couple of animated movies. One was a uh, Raya, the Last Dragon. Uh, oh, that's talked about it a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's like the that, new that gets, like, Disney Plus one, right? Yeah, they didn't release it in theaters. I don't think they released it just on uh, just on Disney Premier Access. I don't think it got a theatrical release. Ah, uh, in uh, mildly slaps. It's not uh, <laughs> mild. It's just a light slap. Yeah, it's not like it's not, it's not like it's a not bad. it's not a fry takiyama level of slap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I put it on like like how we talk. I don't think you guys watched this one either, but like Luca, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Like it's a Disney Disney Pixar movie, so it's good, but it's it's not on the same level as some of the other ones. But I did enjoy it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, the uh, this movie. Are you actually lap. driving and doing the show, or are you like in a parking lot? No, I'm driving. I just got off work. I'm like on my way home. <laughs> that makes it even better. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, watched the Book of Life. The Book of uh, Life, the, the animated tam- movie oh. from like 2014. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't have any. I, I for some reason I thought you were talking about the T- Terrence Malick movie, but that's a tree of life. <laughs> You're talking about the sexy sister film to Coco. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I have... really love. Co- I love Coco. I might have liked this even better. Like this <laughs> movie is. I really hope that somebody makes like a whole genre of this and keeps making animated uh, Mexican Day of the Dead movies because like. The like color palettes and like the 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 uh, what do you call it? 
the dynamic stuff they could do with animation with all that stuff looks so cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's a cool aesthetic. You should play a uh, a video game called Guacamelee. It kind of has <laughs> that kind of vibe. It's like a 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up, but you play a luchador. But all the art style is like kind of like that that kind of uh, traditional like Day of the Dead Mexican kind of vibe. It's rad. That's cool. That sounds cool. It's fun, and you can get it. Sounds like it might. The name sounds like it might be offensive, but I'm not sure. No, I don't. I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm not offended. Yeah, we're we're glad you're yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, care to weigh in? No, I'm good. I don't give a shit about Mexican. Sean's not Mexican. Gogs is the only like relative Mexican. He's got. You got to understand that Mexicans like on the bottom of oh, like yeah. the Hispanic totem pole. Like, uh, I don't know what's your guy's version like. Polish people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really any who's on the who's the, the the top tier Hispanic race? This is a fun this is uh, a fun either uh, <laughs> Cuban or well it depends on your skin tone. So probably Cuban yeah, yeah. or like uh white Colombians, white Argentinians, I you know see, what I mean? I like like all Sh- the Eurocentric ones. Like a Shakira is a yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Or um what's her name from Blade Runner? What's her name from? Oh, oh, Anna Diarmas or whatever. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's top tier everything. All right, sorry, sorry, guys, sorry. Uh, Book of the Dead is outstanding. Her, uh, the Book of Life is outstanding. It, uh, it's done in like the Pixar style, <laughs> but it's also like Guillermo del Toro produced it, so it's kind of got some. Of, you can tell it's got some of his like imprints on it too. There's like weird, weird. Uh, character designs on some of the people and uh, all the like all the stuff in the uh, the underworld looks uh, outstanding yeah it's really neat and like I really can't I don't want to say anything about it I mean spoilers for a movie that's seven years old because like anything I say will kind of give it away is it so uh, it it is Disney it's on Disney plus it is on Disney it was originally it was a 20th century Fox release so Disney owns it now Right. But it was released under 20th Century Animation or whatever they called their animation studio. Right, right. Um, but it's outstanding. Like I can't recommend it enough. I loved it. I loved it so much that I went and downloaded Coco, but didn't end up watching it on the flight back. Nice. But uh, it's real good. Um, one more thing I'll talk about. One more thing. Do you want to? Do you want to hear about Ocean's Eight or Tenet? Uh, Tenet. What did you think about Tenet? I I don't know, man. Like I know you liked it a lot. I loved it. I didn't like it a lot. I I fucking loved it. I I think I'm the only. God, I don't know where did God end up falling on it. Like he he liked it. I I don't. I really don't know. Honestly, I think he liked it, but like he was very up in the air. Like you know how he is. Like when he thinks he doesn't understand something, I don't know if that's just him saying he's he doesn't want to say he doesn't like it. Like I don't know. I think he liked it. I, I can't. I can't be sure. We'll have to ask him when he comes back. Yeah. Um. Like I liked parts of it, and I liked I liked some of it, but I don't know, man. It feels like Christopher Nolan is really far up his own ass. Uh, on this one. Yeah, I don't like, know. I feel, I, I feel like a lot of the stuff he came up with and his like explanations and things were just because he wanted to show some cool reverse action stuff. Yeah, I don't disagree like, with this that. This looks awesome, so let me re- 
let me reverse engineer the story from these awesome shots that I'm doing. And, yeah. Like, I don't know. And it's, and I'm sure I missed some things too, because it's like two and a half hours. It's hard yeah. to pay attention to a movie for that long. So, and I wasn't in a theater where I like had to pay attention. So yeah. I feel I like that, stuff, that definitely like, hinders it. I, I saw it. I, I saw it in the theater. That was my first COVID theater experience, and only, I guess, technically. And uh, it definitely helped to be like sealed in a dark, loud room where I had to. I had to pay attention to it because, as again, as my mom would say, it's one of those movies you have to pay attention to. I hate those movies. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we don't watch those on the show. I can tell you, Red Tails. You don't have to pay attention to pretty much at all. <laughs> like Adam, whatsoever. Can confirm. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> all right, so set tenant, it, it doesn't slap. What about uh, you? Can go ahead and tell us about Ocean's Eight or whatever, unless you want to. Uh, no, wait. I want to hear about Ocean's Eleven for I girls. Can, I, can, I can talk about it. I thought it was uh, really good. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. It was uh, yeah. yeah, I liked it. I don't know like, why my voice cracked like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like. If you like the Oceans movie, you're gonna like this movie. Like, it's the same, same tone. I don't think Soderbergh directed it, but he definitely produced it. Um, yeah, all the character, all the main characters have like good chemistry together. They're all good actresses um, and actors, except for James Corden. He comes in at the end and he sucks, but everybody else is really good in it. Um, it it's funny because that's a movie that like came out. And went away, and I had I heard I didn't hear it was bad. I didn't hear it was good. I didn't hear anything about it. Like it's just like went away. You know what I mean? I think it came out like barely before COVID, oh. so it didn't like like at the same time where like the Invisible Man came out and stuff. Like yeah, yeah, that was like right had, like, before it had, like, yeah. a, like a couple of weeks, and then like it didn't get a chance for those like movie moviegoers who were definitely weren't going to see it in the first week to go follow up on like a slow beat. Yeah, um, true. But I liked it. Like I thought it was I thought it was good. I enjoyed it a lot. Cool. Uh, I would recommend it if you liked I think it was probably better it's not better than Oceans eleven, but it's definitely better than Oceans twelve. And I don't know about Oceans thirteen because I really like that. I know a lot of people don't but I really like the third one. I've only ever seen the first one. So it's either second or in second or third of the four Oceans movies. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's all I watched, uh, season two of Ted Lasso started the other day, so I watched the first episode, and that's really good. Yeah. And I fin- finished up, uh, Loki, and Loki is Oh, yeah, good. I watched all of Loki. Loki's fantastic. Loki is, like, the best of those shows, and that's saying a lot, because I really like all of the shows so far, but I think Loki I is, hands down, the best for me. I, th- I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I think it was more, I don't know if I liked it overall better than WandaVision, but the ending was more satisfying. Yeah, if you would have told me 10 years ago, fucking, I don't know, whenever all this shit started, that you'd have a show where fucking Immortus showed up, I'd be like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Immortus? Are you fucking serious? Yeah, Immortus. Like, okay. And now they did it, and they pulled it off, and it's awesome. And yes, yeah. it's, te- it's technically, it, it, it's Kang, I know, but it's the future version of Kang, so that makes him a mortis. I, I'm tired of these nerds with their arguments. It's clearly they were trying to tell you that. 
Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I got I got super pumped because like when that guy first showed up for like half a second, I thought it was uh, uh what he, I forget what he changed his name to. Most Def. I thought it was Most Def. I forget what his uh oh his Bay. name is. You, yeah, yeah. You said I thought it, I thought it was him for half a second. I was like, oh shit, I love him. No, I mean, that, still, this guy was still really good too. That but. that actor's great. He was in Lovecraft Country, which I absolutely hated, but he's really good in it. So I was glad to oh, see okay. him show back up. Like he's good at like he was good in his little in his his small role in Loki. I thought he played it great. I mean, I'm excited to see more of him now that he's going to be like a major villain. So. Um, that's everything I watched. Uh, Sean. Uh, besides the NBA championship, all I watched was the last dance, all 24 hours of it or whatever for the millionth time. I don't, I don't know how many hours it is. I think it's, I want to say it's nine. There's nine parts. I don't know. There's a lot, but I still hate Michael Jordan. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Like I was talking to some of the kids at work for me, some of the younger ones. Like I don't hate LeBron James the same, like at all. Because I don't think I really grew up having to deal with him being so dominant. Yeah, exactly. But just like, I just, like, besides the Bucks or the Bullets, like, my favorite team was whoever was playing the Bulls in the finals. Like, I just got so sick of Michael Jordan. Sure. <laughs> and uh, he still comes across like a humongous asshole and somebody that's only concerned about his own brand even after all this when he's all old and fat and drunk. Like, it's a great documentary and just, like, how they're able to get all this, like, behind this like why people even saved some of this footage or still had it is beyond me of him just like pitching quarters with security guards or like shit on the bus like it's amazing like it's a it's so well done it's hard to watch other documentaries you know what i mean yeah you want something that in depth but yeah like you mainly just feel bad for like uh everybody that played with him or had to interact with him in any way whatsoever it's funny to me, too, because I think it, it's one of those things that speaks to where we are now and where we were back when we were kids. Because, like, honestly, like, it, I feel like they did a pretty good job. Like, Jordan's people did a pretty good job of hiding his personality to, like, me as a child. Like, yeah. I wasn't, like, t- I wasn't plugged into what was going on. And, like, now it seems so obvious that he was such a just terrible person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It's like nowadays, I feel like you don't really get that because we're so hooked into everything. Every Everyone does all the time. And I, I think that's kind of interesting. To look yeah, it's like he reminds me of like every fucking asshole boss that you've ever had. It's like, come on, we got to we got to do this. And, you know, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. And like, we got to yeah. do this. Whole, you know, uh, like, yeah, like, I hate that. I it's hate that shit. A fucking job. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like, yeah. It's funny to see like Carmen Electra pop up because she was Dennis Rodman's girlfriend. Just like all the the internal ma- machinations of the Bulls, like were super interesting. But just like I still just I fucking hate, like I'm a grown man with no reason <laughs> to hate this other grown man that I've never met. But I just I can't fucking stand him. Uh, uh, but that's it. That's <laughs> all I watched was Last Dance. Yeah. Uh, all right. That leaves me. I watched a couple of things. I watched uh, Pig. Um, it's the new Nicolas Cage uh, slash guy that was in Heredity. I can never remember his name. Alex Wolf. I don't know. He played. He's the. He played Peter in uh, Hereditary. Uh, he ends up the one becoming payment at the end. I think his name's Alex Wolf. Something um, else, real quick. Well, just I don't want to cut you off, but just made me laugh. Uh, sure. 
somebody put a letterboxed review of uh, Hereditary up there. And it was like, this movie's bullshit. Who the fuck puts peanuts in a cake? And I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> that is true. Who does put peanuts in a cake? I guess you can put them on top, like the shavings. Yeah. I've seen it that. Was just, it was That's funny. pretty goddamn funny. Uh, so Pig is like getting... Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a strange movie because like, it's been getting a lot of like, you know, uh, pretty positive coverage, I think, overall. The movie is very straightforward. It's about Nicolas Cage... Uh, he's a weirdo out in the woods, and he's got a pig, and he's like a truffle, like, I don't know what you would call those people, like a truffle forager or whatever. Like, he goes out in the woods, his pig smells where truffles are, and he digs them up, and he sells them to uh, the hereditary guy, and that's how he lives. And then, like, literally ten minutes into the movie, somebody breaks into his shack and steals his pig, and then he goes into the city to find his pig. And that's kind of the whole movie. And then, like, the twist is, is that, does anybody care? No. Nope. I, I don't think anyone's going to watch this movie. It's not really even a twist, but, like, the, the main point of the movie is, like, Nick Cage is, like, basically, like, Anthony Bourdain. Like, he was, like, this very well-renowned chef. And then, like, his life fell apart. He became this recluse. So, like, the movie has this weird undercurrent of, like, restaurateur culture, which, like, comes out of nowhere. And then, like, the movie is about, like, loss and, like, not being able to, like, move along with your life. It's something I can relate to. Problem is, I, uh, I, 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 it's funny. I can sit there and tell you this movie is not bad and it's well made. Nicolas Cage is actually pretty good in the movie. But, like, I could not get invested in this movie. I don't, like, it just didn't connect with me. Like, I, I'm not going to tell you it's a bad movie because it's not. But, like, there was just something about it where, I like, I just couldn't, I didn't make that connection. You know what I mean? Like, I can I can sit back and objectively say it's not a bad movie. Like, the direction's well done. I thought most of the performances were pretty good. But, like, overall, like, it just didn't land at all for me. Like, it also, like, it, it does a lot of things that kind of go all over the place. Like, the first contact that like, Nick Cage comes across is this old restaurant guy that like uh, he runs like a restaurant club fight club like underground and i'm like what the fuck is this and then that kind of goes nowhere and then you find out that like uh the hereditary guy has a bad relationship with his father and the father lost his wife and that's why he's a big piece of shit and like i, I don't know to me like the movie just it just it was kind of one note the whole way through and i didn't really like it's really short it's only like an hour and 28 minutes long, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's bad, but like, it just, it left me like just going, eh, like I didn't, I didn't really connect to anything about that movie. So yeah, it's fine. I guess it's like a five. Um, I watched Loki, which we already talked about. I watched, so I've been on like an anime kick here lately. I've been, I've been really trying to get back to being my old weeby self. Uh, because I'm getting very old and I feel my age and I want to reconnect to my youth. Uh, but I also was, I also just beat Persona 4 all over again. And Persona is a very like anime heavy video game. So like it's put me in the mood to watch some anime. So I went to Netflix and they have a lot of it. And I was like, what, what do they got? I came across this series called Doro Hidoro. It's the best thing I've seen in years. I fucking loved it. It's, incredible um 
each episode is only 22 minutes long, so you will fit. There's only 12 episodes. You'll finish it in no time. It's one of the most creative things I've watched in a very, very long time. I adored it. I was sad that it was over. Like there, hopefully, is going to be a second season. They haven't announced it if it's going to be yet. Um, apparently, it's done very well numbers wise on Netflix. But like, it's one of the wildest fucking shows. Like, it, it, it's like got this. Uh, so basically, the the overall premise is there's there's sorcerers and sorcerers like swap out the word sorcerers with the word mutant because that's basically what they are. Like, they're a different class of people than humans. Like and, witchers. Like witchers, did you say? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. It, it's yeah, you could say that. But like they live, so they live in this other plane of existence, all the sorcerers. But there's this city where all the humans live called the Hole, and sorcerers literally just go down to the Hole, and the Hole is this like dilapidated, like kind of like just run down, like urban, like ultra urban environment kind of thing, like brutalist industrialized environment. Anyway. Sorcerers come down to the hole and they literally think so little of humans that they use, they just experiment on them to figure out what their magic is and to get better at with their magic. And all the, all the sorcerers, their magic manifests in different ways. Like, uh, like this one guy who's like the main bad guy, he can turn people into mushrooms. Um, it, it's fucking wild. I, I don't want to give too much away. Cause it's like, it's a lot of twists and turns. It's very strange. It, it's like, uh, the whole thing, which, which I thought about a little bit, but, like, the whole thing is kind of told in media res. Like, you don't really learn, like, you only learn things through context. They don't ever fucking stop to explain anything, which I kind of like. Um, but anyway, so the main protagonist of the show is this lizard man who's, like, this giant dude that has a crocodile head, and he's trying to figure out who fucking turned him into this crocodile head because he doesn't have any memories. And then his... Like, sidekick is this chick that, like, is a chef, and she's also, like, a martial arts expert. Um, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's it's awesome, and it's violent, and, like, all of the design work is, like, the weirdest shit you've ever seen. Like, all the sorcerers have to wear masks that, that signifies them being sorcerers, and all their masks are just, like, the weirdest shit ever. Like, one guy literally has, like, a heart for a mask. One guy's got, like, a planet. Like, it, it's just weird... And, like, the funny thing is, is that if you look at, like, the main designs, like, if you looked at, like, screenshots or, like, the manga, you'd be like, okay, this is, like, grim, dark, like, very serious, because there's a lot of, like, skull imagery and, like, blood and gore. But, like, it's really not. Like, it's actually, like, kind of wholesome and sweet in a lot of ways. So it's, like, this weird juxtaposition. It's, it's funny, the- like, I'm glad you said that, because, like, the pictures I saw and, like, your uh, paintings and stuff, I thought it was, like, a Killer 7 thing. No, <laughs> no. It's, like, it's really, like, it, the funny thing is, is that besides, like, the main, like, boss villain who's named N, who's got kind of, like, a fuck his oh, mask. No. His mask. No, it's E-N. Uh, his mask is kind of like an Immortan Joe, like skull mask kind of thing at the bottom. Even he, be, he later on, you get to sympathize with him a little bit. But like the the other two main bad guys that work for N, I mean, they really aren't bad guys. Like you understand the perspective, and they're not like malicious. So it's weird. Like the show kind of has no villain. Like it's strange. You don't think that would work, but it works really well. And like again, every episode. It's very different, and every like the whole world is is very creative and interesting. I don't know. I loved it. I didn't th- and like the other thing about it is the animation itself is fantastic. It looks really, really good. 
um a lot of anime nowadays they do like too much cgi like they use a lot of like 3d models and then they draw over those kind of like cell shading this uses it a little bit but then uses a lot more hand-drawn stuff and it looks great like it looks really really good the action sequences look fantastic like i can't say enough good things about it i as soon as i finished it i got all of the manga so i'm gonna read that because i can't wait to see how the story progresses but Doro Hidoro on it's technically a Netflix original, highly recommended. Uh, loved it, loved it, loved it. So, can't say enough good things about it. Also, I watched the dub, and the dub is very good. Like, the, the voice actors they got for the dub were fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, that's all I watched. So, now let's talk about fucking Red Tails. Um, yeah, yeah, so this movie. Um, was produced by George Lucas, and oh, it was. I thought you guys were just joking. Well, no, it, thinking, did you see? Did you watch? Uh, I guess you probably weren't per, like paying attention when you started, but there's like the huge Lucasfilm splash is like the first thing you see. Yeah, this is a Lucasfilm's movie, and you get like it's hard to to miss it because the rest of the movie is literally just Star Wars, like they they they. It's bad enough Lucas has to like reuse shots in every one of his Star Wars movies, and they have to, like, redo things that you've seen in other Star Wars movies. It's like, oh, this is just like Empire. Oh, this... Like, it's bad enough. This movie does that. And, and yeah, in before... Yes, I know that Star Wars, like, used a lot of shots from, like, the Triumph of the Will. Like, I get that. It doesn't... It, like, the context now is lost. Like, you going back and redoing it in World War II is stupid. Like, I... Oh, God. Um, I don't know. The, the plot of this movie. Uh, there's no gods. Um, there is no plot. Yeah, there really. really is no plot. So, like, so the movie, for, for people who, who haven't seen it, it's about the Tuskegee Airmen, the black fighter pilots from World War II. Um, it follows, it, like, the pro, it follows too many characters. Yes. Because, like... Yeah, legit, like, I got confused as to who died and who got captured. I was like, oh, those are two different guys. <laughs> like, oh, I got... I was, yeah, because, oh, like, yeah. you can't... Because it, it has, like, eight or nine main characters who all... They wear the same uniform, and they're all fighter pilots, so their heads are covered. All you can barely see is their eyes, and half of them are wearing sunglasses on top of that. Well, yeah, so you and can't then... See, you can't tell who's... Go ahead, who's who? And I like I I couldn't pick up on their code names enough. Like the main character, I believe, was Lightning. Yeah, well, Lightning, Lightning or Easy. Yeah, Easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Easy was like the he was in charge of the the squadron or whatever. Easy was the one who drank, and then Lightning was the like hothead. Uh, yeah. Before we get too far into it, can we just touch on Easy's drinking problem real quick? Because it's like they got to set it up so they have some kind of conflict, and it's like you're a drunk. I know it hasn't affected us like in any oh, way whatsoever. I mean, it does. It, do, it doesn't matter because this movie doesn't matter. But like the thing where like Easy literally like basically saves a pilot's life and then gets him to land and he's fine, and then Lightning confronts me. He's like, "You've been drinking," and it's like. 
okay, that can that confrontation works if that guy died and he didn't get him back. Like he just performed like amazingly. Like even if he was drinking, it clearly didn't affect his like his fucking piloting at all or like his in air judgment. Like it was such a weird ass thing. It was like I, I was watching. I was like, did I miss something? Like, and to go back to the overall problems with this movie, the overall narrative. So you got all the the story about all the pilots, but then you got the story of like the higher ups in the military and like Terrence Howard and and like his like fighting with the like upper brass and like that felt like a different movie and like I didn't care about that either. Was anybody uh, else mildly confused when they're talking about the old man that they're actually talking about Terrence Howard at first because he's like the same age as the rest of them? Well, and he's also like if I don't not younger than some of them. To me, like I felt like they should have switched Terrence Howard and Cuba Gooding Jr. because Terrence Howard at least visually looks younger than Cuba Gooding Jr. Bro, what is Cuba Gooding Jr. even doing in this movie? Like, there's so many weird vocal affects in this movie that, like, I swear to God, when Cuba Gooding Jr. comes on, he's like doing a like faux British colonel accent for like two minutes and it just goes away. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Um, so yeah, so there's all this happening and then there's just like, it's, it's the whole movie is broken down like this. You have a fair, fairly exciting, like dog fighting scenes. And then it cuts to like all the other bullshit back to dog fighting scenes, bullshit, dog fighting scenes, main character dies, fucking movies over. That's it. But it's so long. This movie is fucking yeah. long. I, there's, th- like, there's, there's, there's like three outstanding like action set pieces the three like there's yeah the first the first uh the first dog fighting with them where they're just like an uh or are they a decoy or an escort but they're not supposed to engage then they're escorting the bombers the second time and that is awesome and the third time when the nazis have the jets which i mean maybe i am a uh an amateur in world war ii aerial combat yeah. I had no idea they had jet fighters that far back. Yeah, you obviously didn't play a lot of, like, uh, fucking, uh, what was that fucking old PC flight sim game? It was like Axis and something or other. Yeah, I, I used Axis to, I only, and allies and, I, yeah. I, only, I only know that because I played the fucking video game. Yeah, Panzer Front and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um, but you have, you have these three incredible, like, aerial battles, and they look great. They well, feel... The, the, the cold open feel, is good, like, too. That's not the the like the movie opens with an aerial fight that they're not even involved in. That's pretty cool looking. Oh yeah, the the bomber is just getting like destroyed. Yeah, it's hilarious though that like the strategy is, hey, you, the, the support fighters that are here to protect the bombers. The new strategy is stay and protect the bombers. <laughs> like, holy shit, we never thought of that. <laughs> And I'm uh, speaking of like not being like super boned up on war stuff. Did like USGI weren't we still at war with Italy? Weren't they still part of the Axis at this point? Like, would they really be dropping out and dating Italian civilians? Thinking that the entire time. To answer your question, yes. And (laughs) the thing is, like, obviously, I'm not like a fucking expert. But, like, there were pockets in Italy that were, like, against the, you know, the fascists and all. But it was, you know, it does seem kind of strange that they'd all be, like, like, 
in, in my opinion, the the so so what Sean's talking about. Sorry, we don't have Gogs to to focus in on Anopsis like we usually do, but Lightning. The, the character of lightning the, also this i don't did this scene, were you thinking of cars the whole time yeah <laughs> okay. was, did this scene seem incredibly ridiculous to you guys anyway like so after the first mission that we see with the the tuskegee guys lightning flies back through town and he sees a woman in like out like hanging her laundry and he like waves to her it's like Aren't these planes going incredibly fast? Like, like why would well, they just like, hey, what's up? Like, it just seemed like so ridiculous. Also, the fact that he could fly by there and then pinpoint his way back there on his truck to get back. It seemed kind of absurd to me. I don't know. Maybe I maybe what do I know? I don't I, it, like, I know in Vietnam movies they end up like dating Vietnamese women or like there's like French women in World War II films, but like we weren't at war with the South Vietnamese, nor were we at war with the French, even though we probably should have been. Yeah. Um, like so, this whole plot line, and like I don't want to be this guy, and I know racism in Europe's a whole different thing. The idea that this like black serviceman, first of all, these guys like can go wherever they want all the time. Like there's no like <laughs> right. Where are you? Uh, but like that uh, Italian service woman who speaks no English is going to fall in love or an Italian civilian that speaks to is going to fall in love with this black pilot in 1943, question mark? Yeah. Is ridiculous. And then, like, I, we're somebody's talking about the special effects, and, like, a lot of them are good, but there's a lot of, like, there's a scene, I think that scene in particular, where she's hanging her laundry in the back, looks like Naboo, it looks like they <laughs> yeah. shot it on a green screen. Yeah. But, but where I really started to feel like George Lucas had his hand in this movie more than I thought originally was that they fall in love in two dates without yeah. a common language. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's also, insane. like, all of their dialogue between them is so, like, fucking cringy and, like, annoying. Like, he comes to her house they've never met before, and she's like, hey, or meet my mom, and, like, what yeah. is going on? Like, also, she doesn't say that because she doesn't know English at all, and she does, and he doesn't yeah. know Italian. It's like... He should have he done the fucking uh, family guy thing. Bop a boop 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 <laughs> like I uh that that aspect of this movie the and you know the other thing is like you know I, I'm a very I've watched too many bad movies I guess and I'm very cynical but I was like well lightning's gonna die because the only reason to introduce a love interest is so he has something to die for and that's exactly what they did especially when it's like I want you to live in Italy he's like okay I'm like okay well, now they gotta kill him because there's no way everybody's not gonna be like wait a minute how's that gonna work <laughs> like yeah, it was so fucking stupid and like transparent. Also, the way like lightning dies is so fucking dumb. It's just like, all right, I'm just gonna take this one for the team for no reason whatsoever. The whole squadron is still around. Like, you could have fucking done something else. And like, not uh, not Reagan, but uh, Deke, I guess it must have been like Fifty Cent's dad because this motherfucker gets shot two thousand times <laughs> in the movie and still survives somehow. <laughs> um. So yeah. So. So anyway, um, that's kind of the movie. The like up and downs of this movie are just like aerial fights that are too far apart, and then just like uh, interpersonal problems with the squad because they like you know Lightning is a hothead and Easy is a drunk, but he's like not really a drunk. Like he's a drunk because they show every other couple scenes he's like taking a hit off of like a little whiskey bottle, but like. He never like flies off the handle. He's never like 
Like, can like, we can we have belligerent. a scene of Easy flying the plane backwards or some shit? Like, like what is the point of his alcoholism? He doesn't do anything wrong. The whole the only thing he does wrong is at one point one of the pilots gets like fucked up in the cockpit. So he he's able. That's the one I was talking about earlier. He's able to land. When he lands, he's still kind of fucked up, and they're like, "Well, he can't really see very well out of his left eye." But this kid is like begging easy who's in charge of him to let him fly again so he does and it's like how is that easy's fault <laughs> like i don't really you know what i mean like yeah, the only thing easy really does wrong in this movie is tell lightning not to stand up for him when uh they go for the cheap heat n-word you know oh, yeah, yeah 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 like, I, I was telling or we we're all in a group text but i think i was responding to alex specifically it's really weird to watch this movie right now and i like i hate being like oh in you know, your 2021 lens to see these black dudes like begging for the right to be murdered for their country when it's like you can just wait 10 years and not use your turn signal and get murdered for the country and not yeah. have to go through all this shit yeah for real like it's it's re- this movie the messaging is like so like neoliberal like bullshit like it's there's a well that, that's the- that's the other reason why you know it's a george lucas movie right because yeah. he is like the like he is the omega neolib right because he's super what like remember like i'm gonna put it in probably the beginning of this show but that thing we were joking about last week where he was this was when this movie was coming out and he was doing his press tour for it and he's like he's like what he's like i made an all-black film who'd have thought of that and he said that when this movie came out like there's never been a black movie (laughs) before he decided to make one like that's his level of just like absurd like he doesn't he doesn't get it like he th- he's he's got good intentions but he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about because he's a billionaire you know what I mean? maybe the worst piece of expositional dialogue in the history of film is in this movie uh they're escorting their first like bomber mission where they're finally able to go get killed for their country and uh they're like all right this is what we do we stay back here and we forego the glory to save these people and then, literally, the two white pilots who look like they're in Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, because for some reason, <laughs> the inside of their plane is CG'd, but the rest of them, I don't know, it, it looks really bizarre. But if one turns to the other and goes, hey, they're skipping out the glory to save our asses. Like, literally, <laughs> what we're watching, what the other characters just said, like, it's like... It's, well, he saw the movie. He must say... Yeah, like, like, this is where, like, the, the inter-pilot dialogue is uh either that on the nose or like um this is where the fun begins like it's very star warsy in some points or this happens less in the movie i don't know if this is a product of reshoots or things that got cut but in the first like couple scenes people are speaking in this incomprehensible pastiche of jives from across history yeah, it's like, weird. Yeah, I bet f- you a fat man against a hole in donut that Mrs. Johnson down at the church. Oh Lord, jeez. Mm. You know, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are they doing? And then Neo's in this movie, and I don't know if he actually talks like this in real life, but like he's got this weird. Which one summer. was Neo? He was the the, the guy was, that played guitar. He, yeah, he was Smokey, where it sounds like he's got like yeah, yeah. He's chewing on a softball. Yeah, I'm all chewing down here. I, 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 I can't. Yeah, I think he does talk like that. Okay. Because he he was in the uh, they did a remake uh, a remake of the Wiz a few years ago yeah and he played the Tin Man in that and he sounded just like so that's just okay. how he just talks like uh, this so I think that's just I think that's just how he talks uh, also and it Mike hap- it happened to fit this movie 
Michael B. Jordan shows up for some reason. He's like barely yeah. is in the movie, but I was expecting him to be a bigger role. Nah, uh, he's... Method Man barely outdoes the RZA in Ghost Dog for how <laughs> yeah. much he's in this movie. Method Man, it's funny though. Method Man with a mustache, he looks so much like Steve Harvey. I like couldn't stop laughing when he showed up. I was, I was, you just know, going, oh lord. <laughs> I, f- I literally just now realized why we watch Red Tails. Like I forgot that we were in <laughs> Wu Tang month, and I, <laughs> Method Man's in the movie so short, like it didn't even dawn on me. I thought and, we uh, just... the uh, the other guy that was the mechanic, he was in uh, Luke Cage, and he was also yeah. Andre Eddie Royo. Bro- He's in a he, bunch of shit. He yeah, was Eddie, Eddie Brock's boss in Venom. 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 He's also like a junkie in something we watch too, and he's he's in Spike Lee movies too. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's pretty good. I like that guy. Yeah, he was good in this. I mean, it's just like you know, there's a lot of like (laughs) a lot lot of people were a lot of people were good in this, but uh, the dialogue is just so bad. Like what they were given to work with is so bad. Like how can you? Yeah, totally. Terrence Howard is like acting his heart out, but with like the worst dialogue you could possibly have. Well, Terrence, Terrence Howard. So, like, first of all, I, I, I feel like I got to say this. I think that the dialogue, while bad, I agree it's bad. I think that the the direction doesn't help the dialogue either, because like when you're not in the air with these guys, it's the flattest, most boring direction. Like every scene is like just very flat and one tone, and there's no color palette. Like it's just very, yeah, it's very, very, it's a very, uh, the whole movie is very sepia. It's very if they're gen- not if they're not yeah. flying. It's very generic and flat. Like it looks like they just you know what I mean. Like there's no like kind of flair to it at all. And I think even with that bad dialogue, if you made this movie like with a little bit more like character, I think you could make it more interesting. The problem is is when when you have a hundred characters, you don't care about any of them, and you have boring ass dialogue and boring ass scenes to watch. What the hell is there? Like, there's nothing. There also, it's a movie that's ostensibly about racism and overcoming racism that doesn't feel like dealing with it like in any uh, meaningful way. That's a very good point. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, the movie, the, the movie, the first, like, uh, the title card is a quote from some old military uh, journal or whatever, like a training manual. That's like black people are weak willed and they're not uh, they're not capable of like they're, they're, black people are like weak willed and they're also like cowards and they're not worthy of training or so. I'm paraphrasing. Obviously, yeah. I'm also reading one of Alex's texts, but um, <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was Sean's text. Sorry. Uh, but uh, no, anyway. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but that is what it says in the beginning. And it's again, it's quoting some kind of military whatever from like the 20s. And it's like, OK, like you you established immediately that this is a movie about racism. And then it's kind of dropped. Like there's that one scene where lightning goes to the officer's bar and they, they get the, the N word in there and he gets into a fight. And they had like easy and him getting to like an argument about how he should not get in a fight and how he just needs to blend in or whatever. Yeah. And then, then that quest is kind of finished. Sorry, I've been playing too many video games. Well, that, it's like the whole that, movie's like that. Like for a movie that's that long with room to kind of breathe, like they use it for romance subplots and stupid other shit instead of like, 
Hey, like the, hey, they're going to go and pull the plug on our program. Then they cut to that scene and Terrence Howard's like, hey, who leaked this to the media? It's like, okay, that's all yeah. resolved. Everything gets resolved in like 10 seconds. Well, I was going to say that the, the, the officer's club scene is resolved later on because yeah. that because the bomber guys are like happy they saved their lives and they go to the officer's club and now they're welcomed. It's like, well, what? Yeah, that's it? There, there's so many, hey, boys, we canceled racism moments in this. Like, we did it. Yeah, it's well, over. yeah. There's that one scene where they're like, it's, it's in that same officers' club scene where he's like, "Oh, you guys, you guys, you guys don't like to. If we call you colored, but that's not what you guys like to be called." And they that that's like a joking queer, scene. queer. Yeah. No, no, over. Uh, no. <laughs> just call me John. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird. It, it, that's a good way to put it. I, I was trying to figure out how to say that, but you're absolutely right. This is a movie about racism that doesn't want to tackle racism like at all. And it's also, I guess, because of a function of the rating. It's like a very bloodless war movie, which is fine. A lot of them are, but the the scene where um where light was it when lightning gets killed and then Easy just goes shit like he threw a gutter oh, ball or something oh like he's like the flattest weirdest like I uh, well he needs to curse yeah but it's so like, bad yeah well I'd say in general too the guy that played Easy is like really bad like I I felt like the rest of the actors are okay to fine. But like I thought, the guy that played Easy was like real bad. Like I did not, I did not care for his performance. Also, did we really need Ray, Ray Gun's fucking Great Escape side plot? Like, no, that is in the movie for two seconds and goes nowhere. And I mean, I, I, when he shows I guess up it's at just the end, to, yeah, I was like, I forgot about it. I was like, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> I guess he shows up to kind of like give a somewhat like upper ending for or Lightning's funeral. I yeah, guess. I guess. Also, we didn't talk about like the like the main German bad guy that keeps showing up. Yeah, that's like real they, dumb. They, they make the curious decision not to subtitle him, but like it's not yeah. a movie like it's not fucking Arrival or something where being like <laughs> where you're let me say where the protagonists are in a situation where you're supposed to empathize with them because they don't understand what's going on. Right. This right. is just this is just us watching them. Like, why don't they just? Did they just not subtitle it for so he can say African or something? And we get, I, like it, I don't, you know what I mean? Like I don't understand that decision. It, at it was all. a weird choice. Like honestly, like I think that just having the like one Nazi pilot, like that is a dumb choice in and of itself. And again, it only serves the function to make lightning sacrifice try to make sense but i still think it's incredibly stupid well it, it's funny after I, I was like i think george lucas directed this movie i went back and looked up and i guess he was pissed with the original cut of it so he directed reshoots no shit which, oh. which means i bet you every single scene where they're not in an airplane he re he had Aaron magruder from the boondocks rewrite it which means he probably told him exactly what to write because you know how oh. lucas is yeah so like I wow. bet you most of those scenes he directed all the like dialogue and like I bet you you're right where they're singing spirituals while they're painting the planes and all that other fucking goofy shit that like he uh oh wow yeah you're probably a hundred percent right on that there's some I texted you or did I text Alec or one of you there's some real like Amos and Andy type shit in the beginning of this movie yeah, that's like it's, it's little, real oh. uncomfortable. I didn't look it up. I didn't know. I didn't look up if uh, the the person directing this were they were they a black as well or, or no? I don't know. He uh, he went on to direct Treme, which was a pretty good show if I recall. But I'm not yeah, that sure. Was, that was pretty good. Anyway, yeah. it felt it fe that stuff in the beginning felt <laughs> kind of awful. <laughs> like yeah. I don't I don't know if it was 
it definitely didn't feel right. I'm thinking like, about lightning and easy driving around in the Jeep specifically. And then when they meet, uh, what's Andre Royo's character's name, the mechanic. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The mechanic, the organic mechanic. Yeah. It was like, uh, like if like, uh, Tucker Carlson wrote the movie life is what it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, and so do I. Yeah. It, it took three people to write this movie. So. Yeah. Well, well, Aaron Magruder, like I said, was brought on for however many reshoots they did, which I assume was the entire movie. Also, uh, uh, Major Dad was in this movie. By yeah. The way. Yeah. So it was Brian uh, Cranston uh, for five minutes. So and the guy that directed this, Anthony Hemingway, is actually a black person. So okay. he's got that going for him. One of Ernest's illegitimate children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brian Cranston is like mustache twirlingly evil racist general. Right. And he's pretty much exclusively done TV work. But he's like, like he's again, he's like PG racist. You know what I mean? Like he's like, like you said, like cartoon racist. It's not like. Yeah. Know, it, 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 it was, well, the worst scene with him, I, actually, Cranston's only in like two scenes, but like the, the, the scene after their successful mission where they literally had like the most successful like air mission ever in military history. And Brian Cranston's like, I still don't like you. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like didn't lose a single bomber for the first time in the whole war. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant when they literally crippled the German Air Force with yeah. two planes. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the same mission. <laughs> the same mission. Yeah, they didn't lose any bombers, and two planes literally laid waste to an entire German airfield. It's, it's like, like ridiculous. Fuck, fuck it you like, guys, it was like fucking bullet storm or something. Like, watch this. I'm gonna shoot this plane into that plane. <laughs> like, it's like, what the fuck am I watching? Uh, takes out an entire like destroyer yeah yeah it's funny because like uh lightning so those there's like guns all it's a gunship there's all they're all over that fucking thing and the the one pilot when he's like i'm gonna go attack it and he's like no you're gonna need a bomb those things have bulletproof fucking shielding and he's right but then lightning's just like nah my sheer will and cockiness will blow up this destroyer (laughs) and it did yeah. yeah, so he I was mean, right. And Still again, like I, I'm, a, I'm no military expert by any means, but I'm gonna think that one plane could get shot down by an entire ship full of guns. Bro, I've got guns under my couch <laughs> that have more firepower than were in those planes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's fucking nuts. Um, I don't know anything else you want to talk about. This is a a quick one. Um, but not really. uh, there's not a lot to the movie. It's no. A lot of filler mixed with some thriller. Like it's not. Uh, Man, you got all the great box quotes today. It's, it's just not like it's it's cheap crab cakes. They could have cut Ooh. out. Yeah, they could have cut out like a third of this movie, and it would probably be a movie that we all love and enjoy. I, yeah, I think I I was about to say this, but like this is one of those movies. This is like a molehole staple. I got to the halfway point of this movie and I paused it because I was like, "Well, it's got to be over soon," and it's still had another hour to go. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, this movie felt a lot like Marshall to me. I know I liked that less than some other people did. Where it was again like a message movie that doesn't really want to get too far into it. Yeah, you can't come. I, I I I don't know. I guess that's kind of you're kind of right, but also like the performances in Marshall are oh for sure yeah yeah you're yeah you're definitely right about that you're kind of right but you're also a fucking moron 
<laughs> no, um, the performances in Marshall are excellent. The only performance in this that is like I thought was great was a uh, lightning. Yeah, like, he I'm, was good. Oh, I like I like that guy. The actor, like I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, and I've always liked him. Um, he played Martin Luther King in that movie Selma. He was really good. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that was, was pretty good. Um, but yeah. that guy, really good actor, but he seems to get cast in a lot of like uh, almost like independent type stuff. He's also a very um, interesting looking dude too. You know what I mean? He doesn't look like like super Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I think he's short. That might be part of the problem. He's yeah. I think he's only like five nine or five eight. Gross. Like he's not he's not your typical leading <laughs> tall. Yeah. Well, I mean Tom Cruise is like five three. So he also can run like a three minute mile. That is true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll show it to you in every single movie. Uh all right. Anything else, guys, before we get into five knuckle shuffles? Nope. N- no, I just I just love the message that the power of good pussy can destroy a German destroyer. <laughs> I mean True. Also, she yeah. was really hot. I thought. Oh, she was for super, sure. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. Super hot. Uh, um. Uh. Gogs. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched Fruitopia and Arizona <laughs> too. Uh. Alec. Yeah, Fruit. He watched Fruitopia. <laughs> the old. The old uh, Pepsi drink. The, yeah. the kaleidoscope commercials. Yeah. Um. The ice tea brewed by hippies, but produced by a soulless mega multi-country <laughs> corporation. This is nothing but beet juice and peyote. <laughs> I'm going to give this like a six. Wow. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't good enough to like put it up into the seven to ten range where I like actually liked it. Um, it was too long, obviously. Like, I didn't think this movie was going to be two hours when I picked it. No, <laughs> yeah. I never expected it to be that long. I didn't um, expect it to be that long while I was watching it. <laughs> um, like some of the like the performances like really aren't good, but also like I think we we already talked about it. The material that they were given isn't that good. Like this, this the story in this like tells itself. Like you don't like it's. I don't know what went wrong with the actual writing of the dialogue and the direction, but like, this is a compelling story to begin with. Like the Tuskegee airmen are like legendary. Oh, absolutely. Like an easy, easy movie to make. And they nailed what should have been the hardest part. Like the aerial battles. Like it's disappointing that, uh, that the movie is so much of a slog outside of that. Cause I would think that that would be the hardest thing to, lend authenticity to is these huge fights in the sky and they all look great. Yeah. Agreed. And it's like it's like in star Wars where it's in space. So you don't have to worry about like backgrounds and shit. Like you still got clouds, you still got ground behind them. Um, I didn't notice the CGI being obviously bad, except for the, like the very end of the movie when the dude comes back from uh, being captured and like he walks and there's a truck that goes behind him through like mud. <laughs> but like it leaves no time tracks. Cause oh, just, I, I didn't even notice. I had like the truck driving behind him. I was like, wait a minute. He just <laughs> placed, like, mud hole the whole time. And all of a sudden there's no tire tracks. <laughs> the truck just like was just added after the fact. Like they couldn't just get a truck to drive by, which makes no sense. Um, 
the couple of there's not a lot of deaths in this movie or deaths that we care about in this movie, but uh, not when Lightning died, but when the kid died, like that actually did like move me a little bit. But that was early enough in the movie that I didn't realize how sloggy the rest of it was going to be. Wait a minute, which kid? Are you talking about Michael B. Jordan? No, the. No, that kid didn't die. No, he he got. He that's why I say he got shot twice. He got shot down twice and still lived. Oh, the one guy died. The one guy did die, though. Didn't the oh. one guy get shot up and die? Which guy? I thought didn't one. I guess he did. He die. I don't even yeah. know. It's bad. The, 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 well, the one I'm thinking of is the guy that got shot, went blind. They let him fly anyway. He got shot down again. But if you hear, there's a bit of dialogue where it's like, yeah, the thing he's gonna make it. We're gonna ship him back home. Oh, the one that crashed. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I'm talking. Yeah, the the one that there's no way he should have lived that. Like no. he crashed. Like you see his like burn corpse in the fucking cockpit. Maybe I'm confusing the scenes and just thinking about the scene. Where well, they, you died, think like, you think the kid dies because the uh, the guy that was in the prison camp with him turns in his fucking dog tags, but then he comes back at the end of the movie. Yeah, I guess I was thinking. I'm thinking of the one who got shot up real bad. It ended up crashing. Yeah, yeah he I lived on his, his whole way down <clears throat> crashing when he's like, yeah, yeah. When the plane's <laughs> filling with gas and turning into like a Molotov cocktail. Yeah. And he's bleeding. Yeah. I can't see my head hurts. I can't. Yeah. Now he like, lives. <laughs> also, how could he like, why didn't they just kill him? Like, that seems stupid that he survives that. I think if if I had to guess and who knows. But it's because lightning has a very similar crash, and maybe it's like, oh, well, the other guy lives, so he'll probably live, oh, which is yeah. where I thought it was going, to be honest, at this point. Oh, God, that would have been terrible. Lightning's fine. <laughs> he went back to his home planet. <laughs> um, so, six. Uh, TJ? Uh, this is going to be a five for me, dog. I didn't hate this movie either, but like, it's just, I'm never going to think about this movie again. Um, the in-between parts are really bad, but like the, the, the flight stuff, like the dog fighting is really neat, um, in a better movie, like you might've actually had something, but like the stuff in between the dog fighting is so fucking forgettable and just, it's just nothing. It just washes away. And it's interesting that this director's work pretty much only in TV because it looks like a TV. It looks like something that should be on tv and I, you know what i can't even say that anymore because tv production has gotten a lot better it looks like something that should have been on tv in like the early 2000s like it's just very oh, full looking at his stuff and like he's directed <laughs> episodes of that show power i've never like, seen that you know, like it's got like two spinoffs and people th- say that it's great it's like I, a soap opera right like a nighttime soap opera yeah it's on stars so it's like stars limited, limited to the access you can get to it. I think Michael Jai White might be in it. Oh, hmm. shit. I like him. Or he might Is it in. a karate soap opera? <laughs> I don't think so. Dude, karate oh. soap opera. <laughs> like, one of his Instagram posts or something. Maybe he's just posting about it. Oh, okay. But he, like, hashtagged a bunch of uh, posts with power in it. Um, But, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, this movie was just kind of there. I, I, I just thought it was pretty, pretty dumb. So yeah, uh, it's a five for me, dog. Uh, I'll I'll forget. This is one of those movies. <clears throat> by the end of the year, I'll forget that we had watched it, and we'll bring it up in the future. I'll be like, we watched that. Uh, so yeah, Sean, uh, it's a six for me. 
because mostly of the dogfighting, like, you don't usually get to see the scale of these, like, aerial... Usually when you see dogfighting in a movie, it's, like, one or two planes. You don't see, like, these, like, walls of planes like they would have had in these big escort missions. I thought that was cool. Um, I wasn't bored in the way I usually am with these movies because this movie has, like, no narrative structure. Like, the movie doesn't know where it's going. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like... The, it because, wasn't predictable. You were able, you were like, well, I guess I got to kind of pay attention. Yeah, because it's like you in in a, a movie that like an Earthman would write. Like the whole thing <laughs> would be like, you know, nobody trusts them, nobody believes in them, and it leads up and it leads up and it leads up and it leads up, and then it, they overcome something. But this that's set up and then resolved in the first scene, and <laughs> then the movie's just kind of wandering around for like an hour and forty five minutes. You know well, what I mean? And also, even, like, even their last mission, I'm not sure I totally understand what happened because they're supposed to be escorting some fucking general or something, but they didn't show up, and then they went to. Br- I I was like, also not really paying attention, but like it just kind of the movie's just kind of like off on a fucking butterfly chase like where the fuck is it going well like, think, oh. to your point where it's like you should you know they're not that nobody trusts them and then but like the no one trusts them and then they they overcome that is literally the halfway point in the movie and then there's still half of the movie to go like right. they have their big like really the end of the movie should be that big successful fucking escort mission that won yeah. everybody over but yeah. it's not <laughs> yeah and then like they decide like it's like, well, we got to have something else go on. So let's just have like 10 minutes of Slaughterhouse Five in it for no yeah. reason with this fucking prison break that, like, hey, I wonder, you wonder why you wanted to sit with us. We know you can't be a spy. Then it cuts, then you forget about everything that's going on there. And then they cut back to them jumping out of a hole. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like yeah, an what? hour later, like, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I forgot about you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's again, technically from the, the dogfighting, again, I thought was a lot of fun. Uh, but the rest of the movie is just like a fucking mess. Like, I mean, like in the, the weirdest kind of way. And I don't know if it's a victim of reshoots or like bizarre editing choices or whatever, but like the fucking Nabu romance subplot goes nowhere. The fucking prison break thing goes nowhere. The alcoholism the, goes the, nowhere. The, it's, right. And it's like they, because they need to set up like some kind of antagonism, but you had the perfect like antagonism between the two of them with the way they view race relations already, but you've had to throw the alcohol in there to give him like, yeah, because George Lucas doesn't view the way lightning views the racial conflict as bad or incorrect or morally soft. So he's like, well, alcohol is bad, but like, (laughs) but it amounts to nothing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, why is it, but it's there just to give him a negative quality. Like, because lightning doesn't fall in line that's his negative quality. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like, yeah, it's weird. It, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a very strange film as we're yeah. talking about it. Like the more we talk about it, like this is basically, I mean, obviously with a few changes, this is basically the same movie as Pearl Harbor. I've never seen that. I've but, never seen it either. Yeah. yeah. But like, also with Cuba Harvard. Gooding Jr. If I remember correctly, but Cuba right? Gooding Jr. Is also in the Tuskegee Airmen, the original movie. Oh shit. Yeah, he also he also said famously, "Someone sucked that baby's dick," which is possibly <laughs> my favorite quote from a celebrity ever. <laughs> which like, I might also dig up and put in the show. <laughs> in Pearl Harbor, like the Pearl Harbor attack happens, like not even halfway through the movie. Oh shit! Yeah, they get their revenge, and then it's the movie keeps going after that. It's kind of like that, like they didn't think through appropriately how to, how to pace the movie and 
get it into a, an appropriate time slot. Yeah. I highly recommend this movie if you like to play like a Nintendo Switch and then just put it down for a second to watch the dog fights and then go back to your Nintendo Switch because you can get like a lot done in whatever you're playing. But it's like that, that I just like I can't get over the fucking the lightning and uh fucking easy scene where it's like, you know, from my point of view, white people are evil. Well, well then you're lost. You know what I mean? Like they've got that fucking Anakin and uh obi-wan it was, relationship yeah. like but it's just like george like uh, yeah it was kind of weird it was very strange like i feel like they had to make the villains the italians because if you let george loose around a bunch of world war ii japanese people you'd end up with nemoidians again oh boy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't even think about that oh my god <laughs> so you think they're planning an attack we have a walking us a reaping a giant uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Well, that's threat tales. Uh, what do we have? This is this the end of this month, or do we have another week of this month? What's that? Get, for next, get ready. This is the end of this month. What's next month? Get ready for next month. Well, hold on. Is it? I think it is. Today's twenty fifth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we will not have another show. Yeah, in this month. So next month starts next week. Get your ass to go to Pound Town for Dolph Gist. Dolph oh, hell Gist. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Wow. I, I got I to gotta think about mine. Oh, man. We're going to get into the dregs of Dolph Lunger movies at some point. Like the silent trigger oh. and all that shit. Go on. What what channel was it, TJ, we were watching? <laughs> or what, what streaming service was it when we were watching Maury and Jerry? It was one? Plex. It was, it was oh, the... It was- it was like Plex's offerings. They Plex has like their own streaming options that you can watch. But you can go find like millions of Dolph Lundgren movies. Yeah, yeah. Like ten that probably came out this year. They have they have like all the Dolph Lundgren movies. They have all the like new Van Damme and Steven Seagal movies. It's amazing. Like, there's like a whole category dedicated to Stone Cold Steve Austin movies. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody's uh, got to pick Rocky for at some point, right? Like, does somebody have a pick? I mean, that can be our first one. Uh, I don't no, have a pick. I'm gonna think about mine. Well, I, I guess I'll fall on the sword then. Let's see. What do I want to pick? Can we watch right now? We can wait. You can give it. Did we? We were. We, did we do the Punisher? Yeah, did, yeah, we did that already, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was a Molly's episode, actually. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren month? Did we already do a Dolph Lundgren month? No, we've just no, we, done a we, lot of Dolph Lundgren <laughs> movies. Well, because we did that, we did Dark Angel, we did uh uh, uh what's the one with Tony Ja and Michael Jai White? Um, skin Trade. Skin Trade. Um, well, what's the other We did one? Masters Johnny, of the Universe. Johnny Mnemonic. What's the one with Brandon Lee? Which I've never seen Oh, it. Showdown in Little Tokyo. On a man. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a movie you didn't actually watch, but you scored when you showed up. Like you got there yeah. really late. <laughs> yeah, I like the last like ten minutes of it or something. <laughs> gave it a rating. Um, I'm gonna pick a 2016 film called oh, no. "Don't Kill It," which looks really oh, stupid. I think me and Alec watched that. You guys didn't watch yeah. it. All right, never mind. We, we, we watched it for funzos. Yeah, it's about. Uh, he's killing a. He's like a demon a hunter. No, I'm gonna pick like, something. I'll pick something else. He keeps killing them, and then it by it's like what's that movie? Fallen or falling down with John Goodman? Oh, or the, the fall, yeah. 
Yeah, Fallen. Which we also reviewed. Did we do... Did we do... We did... We did, you know, did we do Day of Reckoning? No, we did uh, Regeneration. I think Day of Reckoning might be too good. Nah, hell, that movie fucking rules, though. Um... Yeah, fuck it. We're going to do Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. That movie is awesome. <laughs> I want to watch something good. Uh, uh, we already reviewed that movie, but it uh, was just me and you. Like, oh, we did review it? Ah, fuck yeah, it. Yeah. We're not doing it. No, no, no. We're going to watch... Uh, fu- well, you know what? We'll come back to this. I don't... I, I, I feel like I don't want to... I, I feel like I'm just going through the list. I want to I wanna really make, pick something good. TJ off topic. Have you ever seen that like a Asian cyberpunk ish movie called 2040 or 2045 or something like that? Or it's about a train. Yeah. 20. Yeah. It's a, like a, it's, it's a, what's it called? That Corey war. It's a love story movie. It's a, yeah. it's a sequel to, um, Oh fuck. Now I can't think of it. Zhang ZE in it is in it. And Tony long. It's a 2042, I think, or something. Yeah. 2044. Something like yeah. that. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, okay. it's incredible. It's Someone um recommended it to me the other day. If you've seen any of that other guy's movies, it's like the same idea. It's like a, it's technically a sequel to uh like I forget the fucking title of the other movie, but like it, I I can't think of the guy's name. It's like core. I can't think of it. But anyway, Chinese guy. It's great. It's great. Go okay. watch it. I love it. Right. It's it's very good. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but it's very good. Um, you know what? I already I got my pick just based on the title alone because I love it so much. Hidden Assassin from nineteen ninety five. CIA right. agent gets caught up in political intrigue after he gets brought in to solve the, solve the murder of the Cuban ambassador. Yeah, because the CIA does that. Or oh, we'll just go with Silent Trigger because Sean just said it. You <laughs> know what? Someone where he's the drummer or whatever, where he's like a bouncer or some shit. There's a band one too. I don't know. There's a band. Command, I... Per- I think it's called Command Performance. Hold on. All right. Fuck it. We're doing that one now. <laughs> just just, one... just double check. Command Performance? Yeah. This is fascinating radio, by the way. <laughs> I, I don't see it. All right. Fuck it. I'll we'll... look it up. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm I'm on his IMDb right now. Um, so definitely anyway. watching Dolph Lundgren movie next week. We're watching a Dolph Lundgren movie. Movie where Dolph Lundgren <laughs> is drummer. We can always watch Kindergarten Cop two at some point. Is he in that? I think so. I thought he's the oh, lead. I think he. Yeah, he is. Oh, it's him. oh man, is that Bill Bellamy? Him and Bill Bellamy. <laughs> It is called Command Performance. Hell yeah. Came out in 2009. All right, that's where we're watching. Command okay. Performance. Well, just get ready because we're watching Kindergarten Cops. <laughs> Do you think Bill Bellamy will have that headset microphone Hopefully. in the movie? <laughs> I hope so. All right, everybody. We'll All see right. you later. A lot of bits. Bye bye.